Hey, welcome to another episode of Consumer Protection and You. Today with Ryan Lippy, we are going to be talking about robocalls and how you can stay safe. Welcome to another episode of Consumer Protection and You with Ryan Lippy. Ryan is a consumer educator with the Consumer Protection Section with the Attorney General Dave Yost's office. Ryan, it's a pleasure talking with you about all many, a variety of different good subjects. And, and today, you're hoping to help us understand a little bit better the robocalls that we seem to get on our phones, uh, whether it's at home or on our, our cell phones. That's correct. We, we get an awful lot of these automated messages and these robocalls that people love to hate. Um, it's almost a passion of ours to hang up on these robocalls, which um, may not be the best, best uh, policy. You really want to not answer the call at all if you don't know the number calling you based on your caller ID. So we're going to talk about mostly illegal robocalls, which are the ones that you have not consented to, to get, and they're not informational. They're more sales calls. So what I would call a legal robocall is a call from your doctor's office reminding you of an appointment or maybe a call from your child's school letting you know that there's been a delay because of weather. An illegal robocall is one where you have to pay for something or give away your personal information. Those are usually scams, and those are usually illegal unless you have consented to getting that robocall. At one time, the laws indicated that you were not allowed to call anyone for advertisement, but that's not true, right? Well, there are a lot of laws right now, and they keep tightening the belt, fortunately. So there's more and more consumer protections throughout history on robocalls and on telemarketing calls. You may remember about 20 years ago, we had the do not call list come into effect. And that's a national do not call registry run by the Federal Trade Commission and the Federal Communications Commission. And you can go on that. You can go to do not call.gov, sign up to be on the do not call list and know that you should not be getting any sales calls after about a month of being on that list. You don't have to renew. It's on that list forever unless you want to remove it and start getting telemarketing calls. The one thing that it doesn't stop us from are those terrible, terrible scam phone calls and the illegal robocalls. There's no magic pill that shuts the, 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 um, the flow of telemarketing calls to our phone on and off. It's really a matter of telemarketers complying with the law, going through the do not call list and making sure that your phone number is eliminated from their call logs and that they won't call you if you've already indicated you don't want to be called. But again, the scammers, the illegal folks don't do that. They ignore all the laws and they'll call you anyway. In fact, if you answer the phone and press any button supposedly to opt out or speak to a live operator, that can result in you getting even more calls, not less. So the best, the best, guess, best case is that you just don't answer if you think it's a scam call or a robo call. Don't answer it at all. 
Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I think you have a Robocall 101 video, and let, let's, yeah. let's play that. Absolutely. Let's play Robocall 101, available from ohioprotects.org. Robocalls come in many different forms. Some are legal and can be helpful. A pre-recorded message could remind you of an upcoming appointment or warn that your child's school is closed for the day. But many robocalls try to trick or deceive you to pay money or give away personal information. The calls may sound legitimate. The caller may say they're from the IRS, for example, when in reality the call may be coming from overseas. The ploys differ, but the motive's always the same, to get your money or information. Robocalls have become so prevalent because they give scammers a cheap and easy way to make money. Technology allows millions of calls to be placed in a matter of minutes, and with the invention of calling via the internet, a method known as VoIP, the calls can be placed for pennies. The cost is low and the profits extremely high. Illegal robocallers will go to extremes to get you to answer, even changing the number that appears on your caller ID. One thing they won't do is check the National Do Not Call Registry. When a caller isn't playing by the rules to begin with, they're also not checking the Do Not Call list. If you get a call from an unfamiliar number, there's one simple tip to follow just don't answer i I'm, I'm really surprised that with the do not call list the registry that that people will ignore that well as that video showed not all of the telemarketers and the robocallers are following the law the telemarketers that don't follow the law usually get fined by the Federal Trade Commission, the Federal Communications Commission, and they learn a lesson, a valuable lesson. But the, for the illegal robocallers, most of them are overseas. Most of them don't plan on complying with any of the laws, and they're out to scam folks like you and me. And I know that's not fair, but it's something the Do Not Call Registry really wasn't designed to help. Therefore, we have to take it into our own hands we either have to get technology out there in our lives to, uh, to not let the robocalls come into us to begin with, or we need to just not answer the phone. And the best short-term solution is if you don't know the number on your caller ID or if it's unknown, don't answer it. Let it go to voicemail. Let it go to an answering machine. Those are cheap or even free ways that you can control your calls. Let those calls you don't know that are mysterious go to that answering machine or go to that voicemail. Then you can play your message back and decide whether it's worth calling that person back or not. Oh, that's a good advice. See, I was under the impression that if we put our number in the do not call registry, that that would block everyone. But I, I guess... That way. I wish it worked that way, but all it does is it provides a huge database of phone numbers that legitimate telemarketers aren't supposed to call. And I will say most telemarketers follow the law and those that don't are usually scammers. And so when you get a phone call that claims that you have an extended warranty, that's vehicle warranty that's going to expire, or saying that they're the IRS or Social Security, or saying that uh, they're Medicare and they really need to talk to you, most of those automated messages are illegal and fraudulent in nature. If they say they're from the government, usually they're going to start the conversation with a letter in the postal mail. Or at the very least, they're going to put their real phone number on their caller ID. And if you call back the legitimate phone number for that government agency, they should be able to tell you whether they tried to call you or not. 
And remember, never call back a phone number that's on your caller ID um, without independently validating that it's the proper phone number for the agency that says they're trying to call you. Because there's a lot of scam call centers out there where they act just like a real call center and they'll answer the phone claiming they're a government agency or answer the phone claiming they're tech support or Microsoft, when in fact it's really a scam call center overseas. I also had heard that if a robocall, you answer the robocall, that you're put on a live list of sorts. Is that true? Yeah, a lot of times scammers try to find which consumers have warm lines, have working telephone lines, which ones are willing to press a number if instructed to, which ones um, they're actually able to reach with a live voice versus an answering machine or voicemail. So always not answering the call should be your first priority if you don't know who it is on the other end of the phone based on your caller ID. You almost have to think like a scammer when you try to spot the robocalls. Because what do they do a lot of times? They'll use this invention called caller ID spoofing. They'll put that on their internet dialer to fake the phone number that they're really calling from. Number one, they don't want to get caught. And number two, they want to encourage you to pick up the phone. So what are they going to do if they're going to be calling Patrick Dengel? They're going to use a phone number that looks like it's in his area code. They may even use a phone number that's very much like his own cell phone or his own landline phone. So you're bound to answer the phone call. Don't fall for the bait. Don't fall for the scam. If you don't know the phone number trying to call you, let it go to voicemail or let it go to caller ID. Just don't answer. That's called spoofing. And actually, there's even a word to describe those that call up using your same um, exchange and your same area code. That's called neighbor spoofing. Huh. So Interesting. that technology is dangerous in the hands of criminals because they could call up and use a phone number that's usually used for social security. I've had cases where they've called up using 911. I've had cases where they call up using the consumer's own phone number. So you look at the caller wow. ID, it's like you're calling yourself. And usually consumers answer those phone calls. Robocallers know it, so they choose those phone numbers to appear on your caller ID. They don't own the phone number, but they steal the use of that phone number through technology like caller ID spoofing. As a matter of fact, you have a video on that. Ever wonder why you get so many calls from people you don't know in your area code? Chances are those calls actually aren't coming from anywhere near you. Today's technology allows callers to change the phone number that appears on the receiver's caller ID. It's known as spoofing and scammers do it because someone who might not ordinarily pick up a call may answer if the number looks familiar. In neighborhood spoofing, the incoming call might have your same area code and the next three numbers might even match yours, but that call can come from anywhere. Other forms of spoofing try to make a scam look legitimate. A call from someone pretending to be from the IRS looks more convincing if it appears to be coming from Washington, D.C. New laws aim to combat spoofing, but those tools are still being developed and they alone won't block illegal robocalls. The best way to fight spoofing? Just don't answer. So I, I keep on hearing from you and the video, just don't answer. Sometimes it's very difficult to not answer. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you're especially when you're expecting a call and you're not sure what phone number they're going to call from, like your doctor's office. They may have a different outgoing call line or they may have something in their caller ID other than the number that you know to call for an appointment or to follow up on things. So one important thing to do is make sure that the phone numbers you use and that you think are going to be calling you are all in your phone directory and your contacts list on your cell phone or on your home phone, then you'll know to look to the phone as to whether or not that call is expected or not. So if, if you're expecting a phone call, let it go to voicemail, let it go to um, an answering machine if you don't know the caller. But after you've already put in phone numbers for your doctor and your dentist and people you deal with on a regular basis, so they'll show up on your caller ID for your cell phone. This is a great video also from ohioprotects.org. Just don't answer. It's the easiest way to avoid being scammed by the person on the other end of an illegal robocall. Many people ask, what if it's my doctor? What if it's an emergency? Remember, most legitimate callers will leave a voice message. Then you can determine if you should return the call. To fight unwanted robocalls, add people you know to your contacts list so you can identify when a friend is calling. If you have a landline, keep a list of the numbers you trust by your phone. Consider adding call blocking apps to your mobile phone. They can help alert you to possible spam calls or can block the calls entirely. If the caller does leave a message, double check the number before you call back. If the caller claimed to be from a government agency, look up the agency's number instead of calling the one on the voicemail or the caller ID. The best reason to not answer? Answering leads to more calls. Once a robocaller hears hello, they know there's a live person at that number. It gives them a reason to keep calling or to even sell your phone number to others who will call you. The simplest tip is the most effective tip when it comes to robocalls, just don't answer. We all produce those at the Ohio Attorney General's office, and they're saved for your viewing at ohioprotects.org. Feel free to post those kinds of videos on social media channels so more people can learn about the ins and outs of these illegal robocalls. And most importantly, what the Ohio Attorney General's office is trying to do to stop them. Attorney General Yost, Dave Yost, Ohio's Attorney General has made it clear that we want Ohio to be the toughest state for robocallers to operate in. And part of doing that is by educating people to not answer those phone calls. You, you know, Ryan, uh, we, we live in such an age of technology. I'm really surprised that uh, the phone companies, uh, the cell, cell phone makers, don't institute some kind of way, um, you know, the, the spoofing, the, the phishing, uh, that there, shouldn't there be more technology built into the different companies to prevent this? Absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. And some phone companies are doing the right thing. More and more, we're getting phone numbers on my cell phone that say scam likely or possible scam. That is the phone company or a robocall app that you've added to the phone um, doing its work. So more and more, um, I think phone companies are buckling down and are, um, are really responding to the outcry from consumers and from the government that more needs to be done to stop the spoofing calls, to stop the robocalls, and to stop the illegal parts of the telemarketing industry. Let, let's look a little bit at some of the myths 
of robocall. There's a great video on our website for learning about those myths. Robocall myths. Many robocalls say press one to speak with someone, press two to remove your number. Don't do it. Pressing numbers won't connect you with anyone who can help and won't remove your number from any list. The only thing it does is confirm to the caller they've reached an active phone line and a live user. Then they can sell your phone number to other callers. If you try to string the person along, that won't hurt the caller. Their phones are programmed and being on the line with you doesn't tie up their phone line or cause them any harm. It might be tempting to give the person on the other end of the line a piece of your mind, but simply put, they don't care and they're not going to take you off their list. Their goal is to make money off of you, not to keep you happy. If you accidentally answer a robocall, don't press any numbers, simply hang up. Better yet, just don't answer. I had a uh, business client that wanted to start a, a uh, robocall kind of center. Uh, what they would do is they would call individuals, I don't know where they got the nameless, uh, but they would call the individuals asking for uh, different donations uh, to like the veterans or to the uh, some kind of organization. And it's, it's interesting. Uh, they would give monies to those organizations, but only for seven cents out of a dollar. And mm. I, I found that, yeah. that, that interesting that um, yes, they are following the rules, but most of the time, very, very little money goes into those organizations. Yeah, when they incorporate a huge telemarketing uh, firm to make calls on their behalf, a lot of times there's a lot of overhead, a lot of administrative costs. So a lot of people that are wise givers to charities, um, and I hope our consumer, our, I hope our um, charitable law section would agree, um, most of the time when you give a donation, you want to find out first how much of that money is going towards administrative costs and how much money is actually used to actually help veterans or fight cancer or the various different good um, uh, programs that that charity may have to hang its hat on. So a lot of people want that magic percentage of how much money is going to fund the operations of the telemarketing versus actually helping the um, helping the clients. Now, is that against the law? Is there a certain percentage that they have to give? Because I really didn't help the client. I found many reasons why I was. I can't give legal advice, but that's. In the charitable law section, they would be better addressed to answer oh, okay. that. But right. there's no magic number about if you, um, you know, if you have 70% of your funds going towards telemarketing, that that's unlawful or illegal. Um, they should be honest about how much is going, and they should be disclosing that. And there are an awful lot of reports they have to fill out for both the state and federal government that gives more disclosures about what they do with their funding and how much money they're operating with. And you have a right to know that information. So if you have questions about a charity, hopefully before you've given your money, uh, go to the ohioattorneygeneral.gov website, check out or research a charity tool on there where you can plug a phone, you can plug the name of a charity in there and at least determine whether they're following the law and filing their reports with the Ohio Attorney General's office, as virtually every charity needs to if they're if they're asking for money from Ohio donors.
we want to be very, very vigilant against the illegal robocallers while still allowing your school or your doctor to be able to give you those automated messages that you need. And it's pretty clear in the law that if they're out there trying to sell you something and you have not consented to those types of sales pitches, especially if you're on the do not call list and using a cell phone, they should not be calling you. Those robocalls are mostly illegal and they're just asking to get caught. And we hope to have enforcement action come down on all of those illegal robocallers. At the Ohio Attorney General's office, we're often asked, why can't you stop these annoying robocalls? The bad guys have been very good at hiding, but we're trying new ways to find them and stop them. With the creation of the Robocall Enforcement Unit, we're exploring how to make it harder for robocallers to operate in Ohio. And aggressive enforcement action will go after many different players in the robocall industry who profit off these illegal calls. But we need your help. If you receive an unwanted call, text ROBO to 888-111. Fill in a few pieces of information and you'll help us find the robocallers or file a complaint at ohioprotects.org. It takes less than a minute and helps us fight these calls. Even if you haven't lost any money to the caller, reporting the call could keep someone else from becoming a victim. As we work together to stop illegal robocalls, remember, the best way to fight them is simple. Just don't answer. So let, let's suppose that I do report a, a, a robocall to you. Um, and I, I know that that you have an investigative arm that will take a look at this. Um, uh, so suppose I, I get a phone call asking for a donation to the Veterans Administration, and I feel that that uh, they just won't let me alone. You can certainly report any calls you think are unlawful. Remember, there are some provisions that allow a charity to keep calling you. But if you ask them to put you on their internal do not call list, they should put you on that list and they should follow their, your instructions. So an important thing is, number one, if you're sick of a lot of phone calls from telemarketers or from charities for that matter, get on the do not call list. But remember, charities are exempt. So make huh? sure with those individual charities that call you, Tell them, put me on your internal do not call list. Please do not call me again. And they should abide by that at least. And by all means, if you, if you start getting uh, calls that you send a voicemail or you send in the answering machine, make sure you check messages frequently so that you know uh, that you're getting the calls that you really do want to receive. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, we only have about a minute left. Uh, words of wisdom you'd like to share to the viewerships? Well, definitely um, you can go to www.ohioprotects.org to view the videos. And we have a help center, 800-282-0515. That's the help center for the entire Ohio Attorney General's office. I also want to give one more uh, tip out there. If you text the word ROBO, R-O-B-O, to the number 888-111, we can automatically send you a robocall report form that takes less than a minute to file. So it's real easy texting ROBO to 888-111 or go to ohioprotects.org or give us a toll-free phone call. But we're doing our best, and we've had over 40,000 reports 
our robocall enforcement unit since March of 2020. Huh. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, Ryan, I, I, I've learned a lot and I really appreciate your coming on and, and sharing all that information. We're talking with Ryan Lippy. Ryan Lippy is a consumer educator with the Consumer Protection Section of the Ohio Attorney General's Office, Dave Yost. Ryan, thank you. 